0: This edition of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2019 Greek Island Longevity Experience in Ikaria. Join Damien Christoph, and myself for 10 days on the island where people forget to die. Live with the locals, drink the wine, eat the food and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine harvesting, village hopping, beach days on the Aegean Sea, farming and foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, details, highlights of previous events and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-served basis.
1: Thewellnesscoach.com streaming wellness into your lives.
0: Welcome to 100 Not Out featuring your hosts Dr Damien Christoph and Marcus Pearce. hello and welcome to 100 not out a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well my name is Marcus Pierce and it gives me great pleasure and I say it every time to introduce the co-founder of the wellness couch and the wellness guys he is the sage of synchronicity he is the great <laughs> Damien Christoph. hello legend hello legend how are you man I'm so excited I'm in such an in, in excited inspired place my kids went back to school today and so i've got a bit of routine yeah. and rhythm back in the house and i don't oh, want to sound like one of those whinging parents that don't like their kids having school holidays because i love it but i really feel yeah. like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder only because i know that from the hours of eight thirty to four i'm gonna have a relatively normal whatever that is day and um I don't have to squeeze work in amongst, you know, swimming in the pool and going to the beach and having all these awesome things. So please, listeners, don't think I'm whinging and moaning. It's just that I have really felt for the first time ever in my nine years as a parent what it's like to be pulled from here to there uh, for six weeks over summer. And so I'm just really, I've just loved today.
1: Well, that's really nice, mate. That's really nice. I love that uh, routine floats your boat because for some people, routine does float their boat. Um, I think everyone likes a bit of routine, but some people might feel like they're in a rut when they're in routine. So, a, you know, then maybe that's a conversation. But we, I think we actually had that conversation. Am I in a rut, or is the world coming to an end? Yeah, yes. like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think, boat, I think um,
0: yeah, routine is an interesting one, isn't it?
1: Because mm. I don't,
0: I, I have a, I have routine, but. I think we spoke about this in your career. Like, I don't do the same thing every day. Like, it's not like uh, go to the same office, you know, the same times and all the rest of it. It's it's um, what is it? I think it's you know over over summer. Like that, you've still got a bit of work to do. Particularly when you run your own businesses, you've still got your own work to do. But it just happens at very odd times. It might be half an hour here and then two hours there, and it's all very random. And I just feel that I yeah. could deal with that, like I could only deal with it for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. I was ready to be no, able to drink that. I get that. Totally understand that. So,
0: anyway, I've got I've got some big stuff I, I want to talk to you again. about.
1: I did mute you. Sorry about that. No, that's I okay. thought if I mute the sounds, it's not going to come through my computer, but I'm trialing something new. I've got my AirPods in connected to my computer. Oh, wow. And I've got my Rode microphone as the microphone that I'm speaking into. So, it's all like... I've got two like audio devices working at the same time. So I was trying to work out if I could push that button, what would happen, but I couldn't hear you. So sorry about that. That's everybody. all right, man.
0: I'm back. Yes. I'm back. You're back. Sorry, you're back. Yes, I'm back. You're back. I was here all along. So I've been doing a lot of reading over the summer. Yes. And I'm really not not getting into because I've been into this for a long time, but I'm now really wanting to talk to someone about it. <laughs> Barreling you. <laughs> because oh, I'm struggling go. to get any Body time goes. with my wife oh, at the moment. Yeah. There's just oh, too honey. many kids running around the house and Sarah's mum and dad are here at the moment. So like most nights, are uh, having chats with Rob and Jill, which I love because we don't get to do it all that often. But um, to chew someone's ear off about some woo-woo, kooky-wacky, crazy stuff, I just don't have that outlet. So you're my man. <laughs> so I'm reading a book Fantastic. at the Fantastic. moment called The Artist's Way. It's a great book by a a woman called Julia Cameron. And it's really for the people that love being creative, not just artists, but if you ever want to unleash a bit more creativity in your life, then this is one of those books. Uh, The author of Eat, Pray, Love, which a lot of people know, Liz Gilbert, almost like credits Julia Cameron with helping her find her creativity to create Eat, Pray, Love. And anyway, that's not reason why I'm telling you this. In this book, uh, I was just reading about the concept of synchronicity and when I was growing up, synchronicity really came to a popular conversation terminology through the movie called Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. Do you ever remember that movie?
1: I do. I do. I, and everyone talks about it. Oh, that was a sliding door moment. Everyone talks about that.
0: It created a new term in the English language, it's sliding doors, a sliding, a sliding doors moment. moment. Yes. And so, I don't know if it was that movie that got me thinking about it, but ever like pretty much for the last five years, I reckon, maybe 10, but Mm -hmm. I'll just say five. I do Mm -hmm. look back on on my life and think of all of those sliding doors moments or these synchronous events, never necessarily calling them synchronous, but I think the older I get, I, I like to think of the, for want of a better term, the good things that came out of bad situations. But I've never really known a way to think about it or formulate it, and and then when we've been doing this podcast and interviewing yep. all of these people that have gone through all of these tough times,
1: mm-hmm. often
0: as we interview them, so much stuff comes up that yeah, so much good stuff has happened to them that wouldn't have happened unless the bad stuff happened.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. You know, um, but also some of these things also give perspective, and I know you and I can easily talk about perspective given some of the uh, – Events of the last few weeks with one of our dear friends, yes, uh, Tesla. Um, that gives you enormous perspective, and so you kind of go, "Okay, it was the slide into a moment there? There, um, and I stressed my guts out of it, but over it, and then all of a sudden, this is the result of it. But then, if you also layer on it perspective, whew, I tell you what, that's a whole new kettle of fish.
0: And that, that well, that takes courage because perspective on the on the on the I suppose the Areas of your life or the times in your life that you labelled as bad, for example, requires you then to go well. Hold on a minute. Like, what if it actually was the beginning of something good? Yeah, totally. So I'll just give you, I'll just no. give uh, our listeners because you'll know all of these, but I'm just going to give our listeners some examples of of synchronous events that have or or sliding doors moments, whatever you want to call it, uh, that have been shared by some guests for our listeners to to listen, uh, to, to think about. And then I want you and I, I'm going to put you on the spot, but I want you and I to share some of our sliding doors slash synchronous moments of our own life so that we can then invite our listeners to do a similar thing if they so wish, particularly around some events which they may have labelled as, as not good. So example number one, Exhibit A. Eddie Jaku, who turns 100 in April 2019 this year, the happiest man you'll ever meet goes through the Holocaust, goes through all of the World War Two atrocities, and then, now I, I could be wrong, but it was when he was in Paris after the war is when he met his wife.
1: Floyd. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Yep. So well, I, if, I remember him telling us, or you telling us that. Yes.
0: So if the war didn't happen, he wouldn't have met his wife. True. Um, and then he wouldn't have gone on to, if the war didn't happen, he wouldn't have moved to Australia, he wouldn't have had the children that he's had, he wouldn't um, have been uh, pivotal in setting up the Australian Jewish Museum in Darlinghurst. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so and all, if, the off, all the off an overflow from that. Like, exactly. If you think about the impact of you never know how far reaching something you say or you don't say actually is. Yes. Like that, you know, D.D. Palmer quote, like, you, you know, you, if you put that into it, You think about all those lives that he changed because he set that up. It's it's unbelievable.
0: So then, the brutal slash very unpopular question is: like, just in that example, there are gifts of the war. Because if you didn't have the war, you didn't have everything that you just said.
1: Well, what would it be like? You know, I suppose it would be nice to not have to have a Holocaust museum. Fair, fair to say. Like it would be ideal in the history of the world that we never had a holocaust.
0: Yeah, you couldn't say, you know, you couldn't say that. that, Yes, you couldn't say that it should be be there. But isn't part of our challenge as human beings that we somehow, and I don't actually know, but we need to be at peace with the fact that, you know, the human condition does have, you know, hating and killing and racism and,
1: all the Better, things which we I mean, don't... we're all trying to stamp it out. We're all trying to stamp it out, and we're all trying to be uh, more correct, um, you know, than what we ever have been with our language and the, the things that we do for, with, around, and to people. Uh, so, you know, we're all, always very mindful of it. But the sliding door moment would be that if there was no war, there would have been no Holocaust, and then potentially no reason for a Jewish war museum. Yep. Great. Great and, comment. And then, Great comment. And then Eddie wouldn't have had to you know, go to the war, and he wouldn't have gone to Paris to meet his yep. wife. So they're all the kind of – that's the sequencing of events. Yep. So maybe – imagine if Adolf Hitler never got born. Yep. So then, of course, that would – somebody or was else born in a different war?
0: country if he was born in New Zealand.
1: Or the US. Yeah. Like, could that mean that um, the war may or may not have ever happened? Could it have been started by somebody different? You know, there's all of these questions that kind of come up with it. These are the slight door moments.
0: Yep. Okay, another one that you brought on to one hundred not out. Ada Murkies, who travelled from Warsaw to Berlin on foot for six hundred kilometers. She'd lost a large part of her family, um, who had been massacred, and uh on the walk from Warsaw to Berlin, she meets her husband.
1: Boom. How about
0: that? Yes. Amazing. Uh Normie Rowe, the the original Australian king of pop, uh conscripted <laughs> to the Vietnam War. Um yes. Also lost his son, but on the on the Vietnam War side of things, when he came back and he really was no longer the king of pop, I think you were saying in an interview that Johnny Farnham was a new king of pop when Normie came back, but um, yep. he then had to reinvent himself, which actually paid massive dividends for him as a performer because he then became a theatre performer. He could work in different types of um, uh, studios. He could do, uh, what did he say, when he was at the Galaxy Nightclub in Melbourne, he became a... Um, a um, what's it called not a dance floor performer but he was saying that the different type of performances that he had to learn
1: because he was no longer yeah it was like a dinner show kind of thing wasn't it yep like the swagman kind of thing
0: yeah so he had to reinvent himself as a result of that and then um, recently when you were away with Jack I interviewed an ophthalmologist called Dr. Sandal Ruit who lost three of his siblings by the time he was 16 but importantly he was sent to school he was the only one in his village that was sent to school when he was seven and it was a 15-day walk to his school. Now, if he didn't go to school, he would not have become an eye surgeon Um, and he lost his sister when he was 16 and it was only when his sister died that he decided that he wanted to become a doctor and then eventually he became an eye surgeon. But if none of those challenges happened, then would we know who he is today? And that's just – this is all this synchronicity stuff that I just – I find fascinating.
1: We could do it with everybody. We can everyone do it with
0: everybody but yeah. not everyone wants to do it some people think it's just no. it's just cray cray
1: well i feel like we've done this with me before like you opened me up like a can of worms in that um exceptional life summit or the
0: oh the how do you fly summit, how do you <laughs> fly fly up like summit. a can of worms.
1: <laughs> Gee, <but laughs> You got me got exposed tear, me there, you? absolutely exposed Did me we haven't the-
0: published that on 100 not Out. we should publish it
1: Mm, let's just have a think about that. And so anyway, so like you know, and it was I was very freely giving with all that information, and so today I think maybe we could explore some of your sliding door moments. What do you think about that, Piercy?
0: Oh, Man, I'm an open book. I'll tell you anything, anything you like. But <laughs> I, 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 do this in my in my quiet time, my night times, because as you know, we don't actually have a TV connected at Pearce HQ. I have a TV for football moments, but uh, I don't have a TV like connected. Uh, so it's very easy for me to not watch TV at night. So what I tend to do is I read a book, and uh, this is when Sebe's gone to sleep, mind you. I read a book, and um, and I journal or think or whatever. But I think about this a lot. So I could I could give you heaps of examples, but I don't want to sound narcissistic. I just I just like talking about this stuff. So I don't want it to sound like an all about me episode.
1: No, it's not. But these are great examples. So you know, why don't you t- tell us a little bit? Tell, tell us a little bit. Okay, so like, let's just start with something that we might perceive as being very bad. Something that happened um, in your life. Some people might say, "Oh, this happened to me," or "This happened to you." Let's just not say that. Let's just say uh, something happened in your life, and uh, and there was a result. There was a consequence.
0: All right. Well, here's here's one that is that is before I was born. My mum is one of fifteen children uh my pa side fifteen but the his first wife Anne Seymour uh who would be the great grandmother or the grandmother of uh Mark Seymour, hunters and collectors, and his brother who I often forget from Crowded House. Nick Seymour. Um his wife, Anne Seymour, died giving birth uh or shortly after giving birth to my auntie Christine, the tenth child. And then so my pa uh, was a widower of 10 children, and my nana, who was a 33-year-old nurse, single nurse at the time, fell in love with my pa, instantly became a mum to 10 and then had five more children of her own, one of them being my mum. So if Anne You're related to the
1: Seymours. I'm stuck there, right? So I'm stuck. On the Seymours. You're (laughs) halfway... You're halfway... You're half. It's loose, but cousin. it's loose. you a, yes. a half cousin, half twice removed,
0: cousin. upside down, inside yes. out, and around the corner
1: to oh, the Seymour. Mark Seymour's. Seymour from Hunters and Collectors, yeah, and Nick Seymour from Crowded House. Yep, like your your music. Rock, no wonder you can sing so well. well I know. Like, wow. That's Why I end every
0: event with a ballad. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so if if Anne Seymour did not die shortly after giving birth to my auntie Christine, yes, I wouldn't be alive. So, oh my don't I have to give thanks? Like wh- one of Anne Seymour's gifts, because she gave many, because there were many people that were born from my nana and all of the offspring from that. One of the many gifts of Anne Seymour giving up her life was me being born.
1: Unbelievable. That sounds unbelievable. brutal.
0: It sounds kind of awkward, but it's that's just true in my mind.
1: It, it's true. Wow. So, that's one for that's you. A, that's right. a big one. I'll that's give you another one. one. I, I wonder. I yeah. hope everyone's thinking of their sliding door moments, but more than say, oh, if I hadn't have kissed him, then I wouldn't have kissed that person. And so, and I, I might have actually ended up with the one that I really loved. That's an like, interesting I don't want you one. to think of those. Yeah, try not to think of those examples, but think of other examples that are like positive on the, on the sliding door moment. So, don't think about the one that got away. Think about you know what was the benefit of that. So maybe this is the case. Maybe you kissed somebody else, which meant that you didn't end up with the one that you really wanted to be with, but now you've got two or three or ten children that you absolutely love and adore. So think of the next step. Oh, that is, know, that is really good. That is really good
0: because I used to grow up thinking, why can't I kiss all of the girls like my mates do? <laughs> and Because they were very much the... Don't, I don't want to pat my mates in a bad light because they are wonderful human beings and I'm still friends with them today. But they were more of the treat them mean, keep them keen philosophy. Whereas I was more like, you know, every girl's my best friend and I could never really seal the deal because we just have deeper meaningfuls about everything. And as you know, I'm pretty easy to talk to. Um, but I could never actually close a deal. And it was always, and when I say, for those people thinking I'm talking about those things, I'm actually literally just talking about a kiss. I could actually just never go from talking to having a kiss. It just, it was just. Awkward city. So, but the best thing about that was is that when I met Sarah, and I'm not giving too much information here. I've spoken about this Well, this is a great great story. When when Sarah and I met, every Mm. boyfriend that Sarah had had cheated on her. Like, no joke. Every boyfriend. And, And along came me who like, I wouldn't even know how to cheat on a girl. Like, it just wouldn't. It's not something that I'm really equipped with. That is a story for another day. But I'm a great chat. Like, I I I, I struggled enough cracking onto girls, let alone actually learning about how to cheat on them. So, (laughs) (laughs) Sarah and I just... Our our whole relationship started through conversation. And that... It wouldn't have happened that way if I was more like my mates because that was the kind of guy Mm. that Sarah was not attracted to, if you know what I mean. Well, Mm. maybe she Mm. was, but she was looking for change. So... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people... In their, you know, adolescent years, go after the bad one, like the naughty one, the one who's kind of risky, and so, and some people get trapped in that kind of thing. You know, they keep on repeating that behaviour. They keep on getting that naughty person. And I don't want to say the girl goes after the bad guy or the guy goes after the bad girl. Well, I just have, but you know, I'm, am just, I'm just saying. That I don't, want to, I don't want to say it's just one way or the other. Yeah. But people can repeat that behaviour. You know, until eventually something smacks them between the eyes and they realise that they've been. You know, repeating that behaviour. So fortunately, gorgeous Sarah saw their ever ways oh. and was looking for something better—a knight in shining armour—and you came along. It's good. A
0: smoking, drinking, yeah. <laughs> non-shining armour. <laughs> in armour. All right, but I'll give you—I'll yeah. give you. We're a, still
1: overweight then? Were you puffy?
0: I was eighty-two kilos and buff. Eighty. Buff. Were you buff? I was buff. Yeah, really? I saw some photos the other day. Sarah knows. We laugh about it all the time. Mate, I was as much protein powder as you can just. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I thought that you could smoke as well and, you know, get wasted and as long as you went to the gym... And, and you I want to see good. one of those photos. Well, I I'll, see send of those. You some.
1: I'll send you some. I think I, I think I might have seen my ones before. <laughs> um,
0: I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. My mum oh, and dad go. splitting up. Which So I, yes. I reckon victim stories are great to do this with if you ever feel like you got hard done by. So my mum and dad splitting up. I, I cried my eyes out when I was 10. I still remember it like it was yesterday them telling me. But so much amazing stuff has happened. I still say like that was the best decision they ever made. So if my mum and dad didn't split up, My dad would not have sold his news agency uh, and he sold the news agency and then moved to the Herald Sun and then I was a sports-obsessed teenager and so my dad became circulation director of the Herald Sun. I then got a week of work experience in 1998. Do you remember when Australia played Iran in the World Cup qualifier and we lost at the MCG? That was the week that I was doing work experience at the Herald Sun. I wrote my first article in the paper and I just like…
1: You'd still
0: have it. Oh, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. Have you framed it? No, no, but I, t- I can tell you it was about the AFL fixture. It was when Wayne Jackson was CEO of the AFL. I'm going to bore it. Huh. I better better stop whilst I'm ahead. But um, <laughs> that wet my appetite for for media. Um, and then uh, my mum had a boyfriend called Justin who lived with us in the house, and his friend was a, a sales rep at Radio Sport Nine Two Seven, which is the horse racing station in Melbourne, and he lined up some work experience for me in two thousand and one, which went for a week at the breakfast show. And then the producer of that breakfast show uh, resigned. The assistant producer became producer. They needed an assistant and I was, what was I, 20? I was 20 years of age or maybe 19 in my first year of um, of uh, journalism school and and became a assistant producer um, at Breakfast Radio. Now, that wouldn't have happened if my mom and dad had stayed together in a very mediocre uh, marriage waiting for the kids to get older before they split up, blah, blah, blah. Like... That is, you know, that's synchronous.
1: Well, that's woo-woo. Well, it's not, you're right, it's synchronous, you're right. But you know what's interesting is that some people might say, well, you're probably destined for it anyway, Marcus. So maybe just because that sequence of events happened and you you can, you know, kind of see the line that you've drawn there and all that sort of becomes real, some people might go, well, Marcus, you were natural. You were always going to do that. It was just another opportunity had to present itself in order for you to achieve that. It's just that this was the opportunity that presented itself. Yep. That maybe is that and, something we could consider? And I
0: think that's something that I agree with. I think if if, if there's something that's really going to happen in your life, I, I believe the world is very forgiving in that if you if you miss an opportunity once, it'll come up again and again. Yeah. And, and, that, and that can go on the other side as well. Like you, Sarah, and boyfriends, when she was growing up, she she was reminded over and over and over again about how to value herself in a relationship and be valued, right? So she kept on... Attracting men that would cheat on her and not value her and all the rest of it. So I think, I think opportunities or lessons come up regularly. Um, but you know, that's just said I just like I just like chewing your ear off about this because I'm I'm well, not I really attached I one like way or it. another. I just think it's nice to join right. the dots of life.
1: It is and it is. But this is like a chronology of your life without the dates. But it's quite interesting because I mean, you can take that further and you go well off the back of you know, your radio station work where that led to next and who you met as a result of all of that. All of that sort of stuff takes place and it's how your life actually comes to pass. Yeah. The sliding door moment would be that it and I, I remember this. I remember I remember Michelle coming home to tell me that she was pregnant with Jackson and all of a sudden like my world changed because my mates were still hanging out, going out to nightclubs, having a lot of fun, travelling around the world and we were just I was just embarking on my first year in practice as a naturopath. And and like all all of that sort of actually it wasn't my first year in practice as a naturopath, it was like my third year in practice as a naturopath. But were, you know, all of those sorts of things were kind of, you know, happening and um but it felt like I was now going to be living a parallel life because all my mates were doing that. That's kind of a sliding door moment. Absolutely. You know what, what I mean? That? They're massive. Because you're well, you look at that, and you go, "Well, my mates are doing that. That's what I would be, would have been doing. So, who might I have ended up with?" And, and this is what I am doing because this is who I have ended up with. And I've got Jackson on the way, and I'm with Michelle. But I could have been doing something totally different, you know, on the other on the other railway track, because I'm yep. on this parallel path. Everyone's still going through life on a day to day basis, hour to hour, minute to minute, second to second. Everyone's going through at the same pace. But all of these different things all of a sudden started to happen in my life as a result of um, Michelle falling pregnant with Jackson and uh, and everyone else was doing their own thing. So it, that is much – so there's the parallel life thing that could actually live and happen at the same time. And you can acknowledge that and look at that. So, yes, there's the sliding door. but. What might have been the flip side to that? What might have happened? Had something else actually happened along the way? Was there something that happened that you didn't do that could have resulted in something else as well?
0: Yeah, that is really interesting. And then I think Mm. of the like I think similar to what you're saying is of like personally if I think of well if I stayed stayed in, in sports media, what would I be doing today?
1: Yeah, right. So do you ever this think of it. that? So like I yeah. do. <laughs> I do. Like had I stayed in New Zealand, yep. um, and Jackson and Amber moved to New Zealand instead of me moving back to Australia, I would probably I would have a breakfast show right? I'd have a breakfast television spot now. Um yep. I'm sure.
0: So do you uh, I'd yeah, have,
1: yep. I'd probably have other television, other radio opportunities, I'd be writing for magazines, my music company would probably be doing differently. I'd have different interests and different things going on. I'd have a different type of practice. There's all these things that I'd set up in those years uh, that that would be different. And so now, you know, in Australia, I where well, I had to start again, having achieved a lot while I was in New Zealand. I, I'm just now probably five, maybe ten years behind where I would have otherwise been.
0: So, do you say that I'm, I'm fascinated because everyone that I know that lives in New Zealand knows you from those days. Like you are still spoken about. And then, which is which is amazing because it just shows how much impact you had in a short period of time. So when you talk about it, I mean, I I only know you as being in Melbourne, but from your own perspective, do you do you reflect on it? Like, is it a is it is it a reflection of regret, or is it more a reflection of uh, you made the best decision, but it slowed down, it may have slowed you down professionally, but it definitely allowed you to have a more stable personal life, or like because that's what I find sometimes curious about reflection is. Sometimes I'm not sure whether I'm still in the mode of I still don't know how I feel about that or I'm at, I'm at peace with it.
1: Mm. Well, my number one decision revolved around Jackson. So, and, and I think I did that because of decisions that my own father had made. I didn't want to repeat those same life choices that he had made. So I didn't want the, the, the same outcomes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. I had decided, sliding a moment, my dad had made decisions. These were the consequences. Had he made different decisions, the consequences would have been different. I didn't want to have those um, decisions. I didn't want to make the same decisions my dad had made um, that would impact Jackson in a similar sort of way, maybe worse, maybe better. Um, I didn't want to make those decisions that my dad had made. And so I, the impact or the consequence of that was that I was walking away from a career in media and television and health and wellbeing, which is, you know, it's what I do now, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. Um, I, I chose to walk away from that so that I could have the life I wanted to provide for my son and live with and, and create a beautiful life with Amber. So I wanted to be able to do all of that. But that meant that I needed to move away from New Zealand, so I, I don't have regret. I wonder how it might have been, but I don't have regret.
0: Yeah, you have curiosity. Makes... Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that, and I just think that's a great, great example to set. You can always look Jackson in the eye, know that you can tell him that you've made decisions in his best interests, um, which I think is totally. is amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I think if if you repeat the things, if you repeat the things and the decisions of the people that went before you that you didn't like but you do exactly the same thing that they did, then you didn't learn the lesson. That means that your children or your children's children or your children's children's children yep. are going to have to learn that lesson. So I would have – rather learn that lesson um, so that I can teach my child so that he doesn't need to learn those lessons um, the same way that I learned those lessons. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Hey, do you reckon we can keep we, talking about this? Yeah, well, I think that's how we make our population stronger. Like That's how we make people wiser.
0: Yeah, by making the best, wisest, courageous decisions. I want to keep talking about this. What's the chance you have time to do another episode and carry on this conversation? Because we are like approaching half an hour.
1: Are we? All right, let's do another one. Can you do
0: it? All right. We are going to come back on the next episode of 100 Not Out and carry on this conversation because it's going in a wonderful direction. We would love you to join us on the next episode. And whilst you're waiting for the next episode to drop, make sure you head on over to 100notout.com. See what Damo and I are doing in Ikaria, the Greek island where people forget to die, on September 4 to 13 this year. Big shout-out to your friend and mine, Damo, Maria Zushman, who is joining us in Ikaria the queen, the host of Be the Queen of Your Stress. You saw her recently in Melbourne. We're going to talk about that as a sliding doors synchronous moment on the next episode. But if you want to join Maria and Damo and myself and a great group of others over on the Greek island of Ikaria, head on over to 100notout.com for all the information. To find out more about the great man that is Damien Christoph, go to damienchristophe.com, myself over at marcuspierce.com.au. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.